Okay, welcome back to Coaching Caffeine and Comedy, and I'm your host, Haley Kobza. I first want to thank our sponsors that we ended up getting after posting our first episode last week. So a huge thank you to Alani for the refresh and refuel energy drinks. I'm just kidding. I didn't really get a sponsorship, but that would have been really cool. I was like, I was going to say, like, <laughs> congratulations. That's big time. Like, I know, we got right? sponsors yeah. going through this thing. I'm like, where's where's my care package as a guest? <laughs> I, I When I was running through this, I told the girls that, and they were like, oh, no way. I was like, no, I'm just kidding, but <laughs> nope, I'm just going to throw okay. that out there. Um, but anyways, I hope you all enjoyed getting to know me a little bit better, but the show must go on. From here on out, we're going to start having our awesome guest speakers. More than likely, the conversation is going to be related to sports, but then again, maybe it will, maybe it won't. We'll just see who I can get conned into being here. From last week's episode, everyone's like, we want one a week, which I'm like, how many weeks in a year are there? (laughs) Because that's a lot of people. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to start small, then go big. And I'm not afraid to ask somebody to come on here, and the least they can tell me is no. So today... I welcome to the microphone a member of the McCook Community College family, head coach, men's basketball, wow, head men's basketball coach. Either one works. I know. Coach Jacob Randall. So, okay, we're going to do a fun little warm-up to get your microphone voice going. My microphone voice, all right. I've always been told I have a voice for radio. Yeah, I I feel like you do. You look like you are. Yeah, I look like I have a voice for radio. There you go. Yeah. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. (laughs) So... I'm gonna I'm gonna talk and then I'm gonna pause and you're gonna fill in the blank. Okay. So like example, peanut butter and jelly. Oh good, you're good. Okay, you ready? Are you ready? I think so. Okay. <clears throat> in college, I was a basketball player. Good. I say I like big butts, and you say I cannot lie. Oh my gosh! Yes, I good mean, job. Okay, I mean, that's this, obvious, is, this so. is good work. Um, Nebraska is my home. Ooh, bananas are gross. Coach. Brandle. Okay. Player misses a layup and my mind says. Explicit. <laughs> okay. Juco is for. Ooh, I'm going to say everybody. Okay. Go big. Or go home. Oh, good. Okay. My favorite coworker is. Can't say. Oh, my. Oh. See, I'm not okay, going to do that. Wrong people, answer. Pe- people listen to this. Wrong answer. People listen to this. I know, I know what I should say, but I I'm know. like, I mean, I know, who's, I know who's going to be listening to this. Right. So I, yeah. you know, I love you all. I love you all. <laughs> okay. My, when my boss calls, I think. Oh, no. Okay. Your wife texts and says, pick up. Groceries. Good. MC. C. Coaching caffeine and. Coffee. Comedy. Damn it. <laughs> it's close. Sorry. That's, I, <laughs> I, I forget that we're not editing this stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was good. That was good. You warmed up? Not bad. Okay. Oh, where do you go? All right. So today we have Coach Brandle here with us. Um, Coach, can you like tell us a little bit about yourself, like all the way back? Like, let's go back, um, has been a high school basketball player. And like, just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from. Okay. Only child, whatever. Got you. So yeah, so obviously has been basketball player, originally from North Platte. um, North North Platte. Platte, St. Pat's. What state is that? Nebraska. Okay, just so sure. yeah, sure, you know, for all you worldwide listeners, yeah, because we're exactly getting right. big with this podcast. Yeah. So yeah, originally from North Platte, Nebraska, um, grew up there basically my entire life. Uh, was actually born in Lincoln. Very little known fact about me. Oh. A lot of people don't know I was I'm a, I'm a Lincoln baby for like two years, and then we moved out to North Platte and grew up North Platte, North Platte St. Pat's grad class of 06, baby. Yeah, there you go. There's <laughs> a shout out to them. Oh my God. Um, yeah, and then uh, ended up going to a junior college route, played at North Platte Community College, um, the rivals. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, okay, hold on. You played at North Platte Community College, mm-hmm. and 
the coach there, just I'm just clarifying here, isn't he the dad of one of your classmates? It is. So Coach O'Connor. Uh, one of your classmates yeah, from so my, high school. From high school, like, and uh, and one of my best friends. Right. And I don't want to. I don't want to sell it short either. I got a lot. I got a lot of my you know best friends out there that might listen to this too. So I love you all. Um. <laughs> but yeah, one of my best friends literally grew up with Sean with his son. Grew up going to North Platte Community College games. Was the water boy. Sat behind the bench. Oh my, so I. You I were had, the water boy. I was a water boy. So I had an early fear of Coach O'Connor early on, um, <laughs> which is probably why I practiced and played so hard. <laughs> um. And so, yeah. So, I mean, I grew up around basketball. Um, so, was that like one of the main reasons you ended up going to North Platte? I think so. Because you know, you, um, you knew little it. known fact about me is I, I was actually a pretty good baseball player, and baseball might have actually been my better sport what? Um, between what did basketball you, like, and baseball. What was your position? I was an outfielder. I was a center fielder, and then I kind of moved around to the left to left there to end my baseball career, I guess. Um, you look like you probably could yeah, hit some I mean, home I was, runs I'm every a little now and then. Sk- I mean, you, and yeah. you knew me from from, yeah. the, from the days, um, and so I was a little bit skinnier back then than I am now. You know, I, people look at me now and like, well, like. <laughs> Like you were a baseball player. I'm like, yeah, I was actually pretty, I mean, I taught our guys this too. I'm like, I was actually pretty athletic. Like, I mean, you can't tell that by looking at me now, but like, yeah, I used to be a decent athlete. Well, um, I, th- I think about that. Okay. You say you're a baseball player and right. so fun fact. Cause so I went to Hershey high school, which is like a big rival of the school mm-hmm. that coach Brandel went to. So like I knew Brandel from high school and you're fit now. There, yeah. it, well, it's basketball season. Right. But, um, so he was like this little string bean. And I just yep. remember you like in basketball, you just shot threes like all day long. Right. Why would you go inside the paint? Like, you know, yeah. you can get and hurt like, there. I don't even remember. Like, did you ever run? You were very, very confident mm-hmm. on the court. I was. And so in saying, you said you're a good baseball player. Like I look at all these college ba- baseball players now. They're all pretty lanky. Yeah. So I, I could see yeah. that you would have been yeah, a good you know, baseball I was, player. You know, I, was, I was pretty fast too. I was decently fast. I shouldn't say, um. Like I was out there a speedster, you know, I was, a, I was a distance runner in, in, in track. Um, I still got the school record in the mile. So, I mean, there's always that what? too. Yeah. Four, four thirty three. A like mile. That. Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like you can't tell by it now. I was, yeah. 800. I was a 159 under two minute, 800 runner. No like, yeah, I know. Way. Crazy, crazy. Wow. So yeah. So I always thought I was going to play college baseball. Um, and that was kind of always my deal. My dad was a baseball player, really good baseball player had, was on the spring training with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, and made made it to, towards the final cut and then, then got cut in the final days. Um, so, yeah, big baseball family. So always grew up in the summers playing baseball and stuff. But I think, obviously, the doing the ball boy stuff and the, the water boy stuff with Coach O.C., it was just kind of like you grow up and around it. And, you know, being from, from North Platte, I wasn't really sure if I was ready to – to leave yeah i know it sounds weird know. like you know what i mean like most kids graduate like, get me the hell out of here you know I, I really wasn't i really wasn't and uh you know i had a good relationship with coach and wanted to stick around and i obviously wanted to continue to play and, and my my loves kind of shifted from baseball to basketball and everything fell in place and yeah i went for there two more years so, um, and we're um done. so you're you were a really really good three-point shooter who taught you how to do that or was that just you? You know, I want to say I'm practicing. self-taught. You know, I, oh, I mean, you know, my mom would say different. My mom would say different. Um, Dad never, oh, your mom taught yeah, you? Dad never really played played in the driveway with us. Dad would always watch. He was a, he was a very good sideline coach. Okay. Um, yeah, so he'd always tell you what you're doing wrong. But mom was always out there playing pig with her granny shot and all that stuff. So I know mom would like to say her, but I, I like to say I'm pretty much self-taught. Oh. You know, I couldn't make a plug here for camps, you know, go to summer camps. So oh, I went to, there you go. I went, yeah, to, I I went, to, I went to the MPCC, you know, youth camps and yeah. stuff like that. So, like, yeah. so you bled yellow. I guess you could say that. Right. I mean, I mean, I was more of a green. I, I would say I probably bled green, green. and gold, you know. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, St. Right. Paso, so, 6, baby, yeah. 
All right. Sorry. sorry. I'll That's let okay. you continue on no, with your good. story. So now we're at, you went to junior college in North yep. Platte. And then you, I went on to uh, go to Dana College. I played two years at Dana College, NAI school in Blair, wait, Nebraska. It's called Dana? Dana College. It's not Dana? Dana College. Interesting. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. And so um, a lot of people don't know where that is or even what that is because it's closed down now. Um, <laughs> we were actually the last class to go through it. Um, in 2010, Dana shut their doors. Um, and I was done playing and I, was, I still had some schooling left. wasn't quite sure you know, what I wanted to do. I was, the goal was always to be a secondary, uh, secondary ed history teacher. So high school history teacher, but not very marketable. And he, I kind of found that out there at, as I'm going through my senior year, I'm like, well, maybe I want to want to switch things up and make myself a little bit more marketable. So I'm like, well, I'll just do social sciences. That way you can teach, you know, a little bit of everything. Right. And so do that. So it's going to add more time on to school. It's great. I wasn't ready to get out in the workforce yet. I mean, I don't mind college. So I was going to do that, and then Dana closed down. So I went to Midland. Okay. Yep. Okay. And so technically, if you want to get technical on stuff, I'm a Midland University graduate. Um, and so went there for, for two years and was a uh, student assistant and a volunteer assistant and, and, and did my student teaching and got into student teaching. It was like, oh, no, like this is not – no, no. So I, from the very get-go, you knew you wanted to be a coach. Yeah. So coaching that's, was, that's why coaching you're trying was, to – Coaching was always the, was always the thing. Okay. And, I, and I was like, well, I'm, I mean, all coaches are usually teachers. Exactly. History so like, teachers. Yeah, history teachers, and especially a male. <laughs> right, you know, right, yeah. Like, That's why does that matter? <laughs> and then I, I can say this now because the, the plan was always to go back to St. Pat's. The plan was always to go back to St. Pat's and teach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can say this now because she is kind of like, sorry, Mrs. Ostermeyer, but Mrs. Ostermeyer was always kind of older. You oh, know? my goodness. And so, oh, I was so you're like, coming you know, in. You know, like, yeah, right. like by the time I'm done, she'll be ready to retire. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, oh, here well, I am. You, you had know? a good game plan. Um, yeah, I did, you know, and but things change. You know, life life happens, life changes, and um, I went through the, the student teaching process, and I just, oh, no, I, I couldn't be in the, I, I didn't like being in the classroom for that long. Um, I just couldn't do it. I didn't like not having free periods and stuff like that. And I lesson planning. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't know if I can do this. And so there's six years of undergrad just like, oh, I don't know if like now I don't know what I want to do. And so somebody said, well, like, have you ever thought about college coaching? And I really liked what I was doing um, at Midland. Um, you know, Coach Eisner gave me a lot of responsibilities. Coach McGill my first year and Coach Fear gave me a lot of responsibilities as well, coaching the JV team and things like that. And kind of just fell in love with the college game. And somebody said the graduate route. And what's funny is that one of my players at Midland had actually applied for the graduate assistant job at Dakota Wesleyan, where I was at. And so that coach called uh, Coach Eisner and was asking for a reference. And uh, Eisner was like, hey, my, st- my student assistant is looking for a spot. I think he'd be a great fit. Went up there and interviewed and got the job and was at Dakota Wesleyan for the last you know eight years before – before right. I got the job up here in 2020. Okay, so, so um, going back a little bit, you were at Midland. Isn't that where you met your wife? Yes. Okay. So technically, yeah. So, you, like, yep. I feel like you forgot a big chapter. It was a big chapter. She and the best gets part. You here. Yeah. The best part. Um, oh and, my goodness. And as all you. as all good Nebraska love stories go, we met tailgate in a Husker football <laughs> oh. game. You know, that's where true love happens. Um, and so yeah. And so really, is that yeah. where you guys oh, met? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And so okay. so going back to Coach O.C.'s son. Sean, my, my, my best friend, I was Please tell in, me he wasn't dating Ashley. No, before. was not. Okay. Was right. not. Was right. not. I did not pull that swipe. Okay, um, I was going to say. We're friends. Um, <laughs> no, he was, his, uh, one of his roommates was Ashley's cousin. And so I went down to stay and hang out with Sean this weekend um, in Lincoln. And Ashley had just moved back um, to Lincoln from uh, Virginia. And so she was back there and she went to, to see her cousin or hang out with her cousin that mm-hmm. night. And I was over there and, and we all just decided hey, the next day, let's go. Let's go Husker tailgate, you know, and all that stuff. And so she, we're like, hey, you know, rambunctious, you know, we were what, 20, oh, gosh. I was 23, 24 at the time. So like you got big, 
you know, big aspirations. Like, I'm not going to say what we're going to do, but like, hey, let's get up at eight, you know, and, and right. you know, like, yeah. And so I'm still sleeping and Ashley comes strolling in at eight o'clock and everyone in the house is just straight dead asleep, dead asleep. And so she's like, oh, hello. And I, I pop up, hey, you know, like, how's it going? And then like, so me and her just started talking there and I started waking everybody up and we got our day going. And I guess the rest is kind of history. That was from what she's told me. That was the first time that she was like, hey, this guy, you know, like, I'm like, I can't really blame her. So, you know, and then as the day got going on, I guess I kind of got more fond of her, you know, and, and, uh, yeah. And then more tailgates later. And then I moved her up to, to Mitchell from, from Lincoln, Nebraska. That was an impressive move. And then the fact that she went was like, that is impressive. The that, fact that she went from Lincoln yeah. to Mitchell, I know like that's why I said too. So yeah, without even really, I mean, she had visited it obviously. So she kind of, kind of understood what she was getting into, but not, not really knew what she was getting herself into. And so, yeah, so we move up there and we got engaged on a homecoming day. It was a homecoming football game. I dressed. I had the brilliant idea to dress up the school mascot, a tiger, full-fledged tiger costume, 100-degree weather, humid. And I don't do well in hot weather anyway. Like I, I get mad when I get hot, so I'm just drenched in this sweat. I about passed out. But we did a, we did like a dance contest, and uh-huh. so I had. Please, had, is this on film somewhere? Oh, I have it somewhere. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, need I have it. the video I'm gonna need to somewhere. Watch this. Yeah, I have the video somewhere, and uh, and so I got two of her friends to to be in this dance contest with her. And the only instructions I gave them was like, hey, she is not going to come down. Uh-huh. Like, I know she like, she's not. Whatever you do, you have to get her down here. And it sure is enough. Like, they call out the names of the speaker, you know, for the, for the halftime contest. And she's like, I'm not going. And their friends are like, come on, you have to. She's like, I'm not going. <laughs> and so they finally drag her up there. And, and they get down there. And we did the, uh, we did the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the jump on it dance. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. Song. Everyone knows that. Song. And so we did that one. Unless and, you're uh, like and Ashley born was, in the night. And Ashley was terrible. Like didn't didn't really dance. Was just kind of laughing. Just kind of you know just moving around mm-hmm. a little bit. And I'm just I'm going to town in this tiger outfit, right? And she doesn't know it's me. And so finally it was like, okay, now it's time to pick a winner. And so we had the sh- we had a T-shirt. They get a T-shirt for the winner. Mm-hmm. And I had the ring wrapped in the T-shirt. And my and one of my my student assistant at that time, I was I was the assistant coach. Uh, my student at that time gives me the shirt with the ring wrapped in it, right? So he goes to hand it to me, and I raise Ashley's hand as the winner. And everyone starts booing. 3,000 people start booing because she wasn't good. Ashley. And that's what makes it even better is that it wasn't good. And she didn't try. She didn't try. And so, like, they're, they're booing. I'm raising her hand. I'm trying to get, the, uh, I'm trying to get this ring out of this, out of this shirt, but these, these paws that I have on these gloves. Like, <laughs> it's the- like a horse... Like I can't like it's like the Spock. Yeah, no thumbs. I can't. I had no thumbs. Yeah. Like I can't get. So I can't get this thing out. I'm hot. I'm sweating. I can't see in this thing. And so I throw the shirt on the ground. My head fall. My head falls off. The mask falls off. I'm sure I just dramatized some little kids seeing this tiger's head fall off. And so then I picked up the ring, got down on one knee, and I didn't even ask. I just showed her the ring. At that point, I was already dehydrated. I was about ready to pass out. And so I'm like, here you go. And so yeah, and so that's how we. That's how we got engaged. And she still said yes. She still well, technically she didn't say no either. Oh my she didn't goodness. say yes because I didn't ask. She was just like oh, I didn't ask. Yeah. You know? So like it was just a given. Like she put the, put the ringer on there and like and, yeah. The rest the rest was history. That is Magical great. Story. I never knew that. Yeah. Uh, didn't Ashley? She played collegiate sports, right? She did not. She was. Oh, a, I she, thought she was. A, no, didn't she, she played softball. She was a heck of a softball player, okay. a high school softball player, and probably could have could if she wanted to. Right. Um. But yeah, just had other things other things in mind. Man, she's always been about making money, and she's she's good at what she does. She is. I like it. Look at I'm yeah. learning so much about. I know, you. right? A lot so of people. I know. I had, I had great ideas as a, as a, my younger days. So you were at Dakota Wesleyan, and you were the grad assistant there. Yep, I was a graduate assistant, and then kind of just worked my way up to uh, assistant coach, and then associate head coach. My last two years before, 
before I got the job here and always mm-hmm. kind of knew I wanted to go in the coaching world and uh, be a head coach. And, and quite frankly, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny how just life and stuff works too. But it was getting to the point, um, I guess, in my career where is this something I want to keep doing, you know, and is, is coaching, you know, for me. And I always knew I kind of wanted to be a head coach, but just nothing had happened. You know, I had gotten some interviews and some sniffs, um, but nothing really was just really taking place. And I was like, all right, like I've been doing this for eight years now, you know, not a lot of pay, you know, like, I mean, not that we were struggling, but like, it was tough at times, you know, as should I be doing something else to provide for my family, you know? And so like, do I get out of coaching? Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was kind of at that time where you start to really seriously consider that. And all of a sudden, you know, this, this thought opens up and I get this job and, you know, we moved to McCook without actually even being to McCook. So like, that's another, it's another kudos to her. <laughs> and so, and yeah. And so here we are, it's just funny how, how like different situations in life happens. And like I tell our guys too, you know, no one's journey is ever A to B and everyone sees mm-hmm. that, you know, you always have like, look at my high school stuff. You always have a plan, right? Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, 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 and here's how it's going to work. Never works out that way. It oh, never yeah. does. Like you got, sometimes you got to do stuff that you don't want to do to get to where you want to be at. And, and you might take a detour or take a step back and, that's just part of the journey, you know, and that's the, that's the main goal. I think about, cause you said Ashley wasn't here with you. So like when I got this job, my husband wasn't here with me when our softball coach got the job, it, it takes time yeah. and it doesn't you're like, just because you got a job doesn't mean Ashley immediately had a job here. So yeah, for sure. And um, now luckily for me though, too, um, you know, we were, I was only here by for about two months by myself while yeah. Ashley was, you know, getting the house ready to move. I know like, I'm so bad. Like <laughs> Ashley getting their house ready to move and then like, cause she, she, I took the job and. And, and she had never been to McCook ever. And I didn't even know, really know where it was. And so when I got the job, first time she was in McCook is when we were house shopping. We were looking for houses. That was the first time she was ever in McCook. And we bought a house that day too. So, and she got a job that day too. So, I mean, it was, yeah, it was a good day. Things happened fast for us within, within, within about a week. I got the job. We, I got the job like on a Friday, we sold our house in Mitchell on on like a Wednesday. We bought the house in McCook and her, she got her job on that following Saturday. So like everything was boom, 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 boom. So we're like, ah. I guess it must. Yeah, everything happens for a reason, happen, right? right? So, yeah. so you're the head head coach here at McCook Community College. Um, your first season was really good. Yeah, did we had a, we had a really good year? Good. Had a good year. You it know? was like the first time. I don't. You you tell you tell it. Yeah. So I mean, first time since 1997 um, that a McCook men's basketball team had made the Region Nine championship game. Um, obviously, didn't come out the way we wanted to, but yeah, we did. We uh, and that that game was played in Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Yep. Was yeah. it at the like at their gym? Yep, it was. Like the little gym. Yeah. So like the only I, I don't know if they have do they have another gym? Right. No. 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 Yeah. I'm just thinking. I, that when you guys, when I remember when that game came up, I was like, wait, so you're region tournament, but then you guys run your region tournament different. Right. Um, but that probably yeah. was a really cool experience. It was, and it was good for our, it was good for the players, you know, and you know, our, our kind of model throughout the entire region nine tournament was kind of like, why, why not us? Like, why not? Right. You know, like somebody has got to win it, you know, why, 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 why couldn't it be us just cause it hasn't, we haven't done it before, you know, and, and then that team really took that to heart, especially throughout the region nine, right. Nine tournament, you know, we had some ups and downs that year too. Um, but towards the end of the year, we had a really close group that really enjoyed, you know, playing with each other on the court. And at the end of the day, you know, that's what matters. And, you know, it's, it's, it's whoever is the closest team. It's not always about talent. Now, obviously talent helps. Um, but if you're meshing well on the court together, um, anything can happen. That's what happened. We got hot at the right time, started making some shots and that always helps as well. It's kind of hard not to, not to win games if you're not making shots. So, I mean, you got to put the ball in the hole. So. Um, yeah, we got hot there at the end and just ran into a pretty good team in NJC. They had our number that year too. They beat us, they beat us three times. And I, I don't know if any of the games were really that close either. I think one when they had, when they had Dalton neck was out with, with COVID and that kid was pretty, 
pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. he's at Northern Colorado now doing good things too. So, yeah, we just ran to a bus all that night, and they, they made everything, and we didn't make a lot of shots, and it just didn't happen. Well, okay, so you had a really good first season, second season. Wrap that up for me. Yeah, you know, I mean, you could say from so a, your second season was this yeah, year. Yeah, second season was this year, um, obviously, and you can look from a wins and losses standpoint and be like, ooh, like, I don't know about that. I mean, you can't hide from it. Anyone can, like, that's so why I tell recruits too. I'm like, I can't lie to you because it's a Google machine, like, you can Google everything. So, um, so yeah, so didn't have the greatest year as far as from a wins and losses standpoint go, but we played a tough schedule. Um, and we had some injuries that we dealt with. Now, that happens every, every year. You know, we had some guys with, with some eligibility stuff that you're counting on that that ends up happening that we weren't I guess aware of and it happens you know you got to keep going but shoot you look back we played seven teams that were in the national tournament in our in our regular season schedule I don't know if anyone else played that played that besides our conferences maybe but like I don't know of any other team in the country that played seven national tournament teams you know and 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 we fought you know we had multiple games I think I counted back on our schedule I think he'd 11 games um that we either that we either lost by single digits or we had leads late in the game and I'm talking about like three or four minutes like very winnable games you know and you put 11 more wins on that and you're at 22 wins you know and the season might look different and so our guys battled we just had some stuff that didn't come our way and and guys guys were playing their best basketball at the end of the year though you know you can go back and look at that stuff shoot in the month of February when you really want to be playing your best basketball we had won seven of our last nine you know going into the region nine tournament you know and then and then played really well at at North Platte in the first round and then just came up short against Laramie County. Just didn't play well, flat out. Just didn't play well, and, and that's basketball and that's sports. That's what happens. That's why. That's why I think I love about coaching and love about being involved in athletics is that there's just so much life things that happen in athletics on a daily basis too. That just like oh, okay. And then when you're struggling through something, like you you can think back on some of that stuff. Like I I think back about <laughs> what I've gone through in my athletic dream. Like oh, this isn't so bad. Like I remember doing I remember doing the Indian Hills run at 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> with Coach OC driving behind you in his banged up truck, you know, you, you and being a being a track guy, you know, I knew that he expected me to win too, so I couldn't, I couldn't not win because then I'd I just get yelled at, you know, and so and then doing that and then doing the twenty twenty and, and doing all that stuff and and just it, if you can go through that stuff, it's like this, this isn't so bad, you right? Know? So after this season, for me, like when I after I have a season, I kind of like revamp and I'm like, okay, what do we need to do better next year, next season? So like. For the season moving forward, what's your what's your goals for this next year? You know, I I, th- I think to be more consistent as a coach too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talking with our guys too, and just and just how I am as as a coach. Um, I, I let my personality come out. I'm not afraid to show my personality. Um, I always like to stay professional, but I am who I am, and I tell our recruits that too. Like, I mean, this is who I am, and and that's fine. I, I want our guys to know kind of me and my quirkiness and all that stuff. But at the same time, too, I'm I'm pretty fiery. If you haven't been to a game, um, I'm a pretty fiery guy. If you have been to a game, you probably already understand that and know that. Um, but I think being more more consistent. Now, I'm I'm not gonna change who I am. I'm still gonna be fiery, but just how I handle how I handle adversity in a game. Um, cause I think players really take their coaches lead on some of that stuff. And if they see me not really panic, but just, you know, lose my, lose my mind on some things, like it's hard for them to stay composure and how, how can I tell them next play, next, next shot, be a professional, be professional approach, professional approach. If I'm not taking that every day too. And it's, and it's not just on the court stuff. It's, it's an everyday approach on how we do things, getting back to, to, you know, culture, you know, culture is a big word now. I mean, every coach talks about culture, you know, our culture is this, our culture is that well, like. What does that mean? You know, and, and that's been my biggest thing this off season is as a coach, who am I? You know, not like, I think that's the biggest problem young co- younger coaches have, especially younger first year head coaches trying to figure out who they are. 
because um, you take a bunch of stuff from your mentors, right? Like, I mean, you, you're a product of, of what you've been around, but at the end of the day, like you gotta be yourself. And so me and my, my assistant, uh, we've talked a lot about like, Hey, who are we? Like, what's, what is our program about? Offensively, what do we do? Defensively, what do we do? And not trying to change things up every year or every game. Like, no, this is what we do and this is who we are. And from a culture standpoint, putting our stamp on that too. Like, no, this is who we are. And those are the non-negotiables. And, and if you don't, if you can't abide by that, then sometimes you got to cut a man loose. And that's tough to do. That's tough to do. I mean, and everyone, it's easy from the outside. People, you talk to some people and like, Hey, this is what's going on. You don't tell them any names, but you give them a situation like, oh, I'll just get rid of them. I'm like, oh yeah, do you want to sit down and have that conversation? Look them in the eye and have that conversation. Like, oh no, I don't. Oh yeah, it's not so easy now, is it? You know. But at the end of the day, I tell our guys this: mistakes happen. But if you're in the workforce, and say you're late for one day, probably okay. Late for a second day, eh, like probably gonna get a warning. But if you're consistently late or you're consistently not doing that thing, and it's three or four times. What's gonna happen to you? You get fired. Yeah, you know, it's gonna happen. That's that's life stuff. And so, like, if we're if we are consistently giving them the same chances, and that's okay. To, I believe in second chances. I really do. I'm not saying that. But if you're consistently not getting the job done or not doing things the right way, and you don't get fired, what am I teaching you? Are you prepared for life? Are you prepared for after us? Because are you just or are you just gonna think, hey, I can do this and it's gonna be okay? My coaches let me do that. Not gonna work that way. You're good for this. Hey, we try. You're good for this. We try. Okay, so going back, um, well, not going back, you are the head coach here. So this is really odd. I, somebody asked me this the other day. And I was like, no, I'm quite sure we're the only college. So we are a branch of Mid Plains Community College. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I want everyone to picture this. So we're a branch of Mid Plains Community College. We're the McCook branch. And then there's Imperial and Ogallala, North Platte. Okay, mm-hmm. remember North Platte is where Coach Brandel played. So fun fact, North Platte and McCook both have athletics. Is there any other college that's like that? You know, that's a good that's a good question. I, I my the first one that comes to my mind is Northern Oklahoma. Are they a part okay. of the same same system? Yeah. So, you know, tra- with, yeah. With, well, do with, they have two? Enid, yeah. They have Enid, and then they have I think it's Tonkawa. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, is yeah. that part of the same yeah. system? And then I guess technically Gillette and Sheridan were technically a part of the same. Right. We're part of the same system, right. but yeah, different campuses. Yeah. So yeah, we're like we're under the same branch, but we both have athletics. And it's hard to explain. It's it's, it's, the, so, it's tough yeah. when you're recruiting guys like hey, like McCook Community College. They go they go look on the website. It's mid plains. Like oh, which one? I'm like no. I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, here it is. I had I've had players already sign up for a summer camp, and they're like, oh, this is in McCook. I'm like. Yes, like, <laughs> but yeah. whatever. So one of our biggest rivals, like, and this is for like softball, bas- men's and women's basketball and volleyball. I mean, I'm going to compare it to like when Nebraska plays the Sooners for football. Maybe not that big, but the rival game. Oh, it's a rival. Yeah. It is. It's, I hated McCook. <laughs> I, I yeah, yeah. You, yeah I hated McCook. You hate, yeah. So yeah. you, yeah. So like North Platte, McCook, big rival. Okay, so now you are playing North Platte, biggest rival, and it was also your alma mater mm-hmm. and your old coach. I know. It's tough. How does that, like, what, like, you're the first game that you ever played against Coach OC. Like, how was that? Oh, it was, uh, we got our butts whooped too. Um, and <laughs> so, very, like, very, did you guys, like, talk at all? Oh, yeah. Or? I mean, it's, it's very, it's very, it's very professional and it's very cordial. You know, now neither one of us want to lose to each other. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a given. And now, Obviously, everyone that knows Coach O'Connor, he's super competitive, so it doesn't matter who's who's coaching. He wants to win every game, and I'm the same way. Like I don't, it could be you know 
Joe Blow over there on the other sideline coaching at North Platte, and I don't care. I want to. I want to beat him up. I mean, that's just how it goes. But it's uh, rival games are it's different. A rival game. and it, but it's 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 professional. At, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, I played for him. He's he's a part of my family. Um, I consider myself a part of his. Um, so at the end of the day, it's it's always a professional manner. But yeah, the, 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 there's no love loss, I guess, between the two schools, and the, and, it, and it's in a good way. Like, there's there's never been an instance or an is, an issue. At least my two years here. Um, on the court with stuff, it's it's competitive, it's fiery, it's chirpy. Um, but it's a good, I, to me, it's a good, clean, you know, healthy, healthy rivalry where both teams don't want to lose. You can tell, like it's right. just one of those games where uh, I'm not losing, not losing this game. I and, mean, and people come to that game just to watch you and O'Connor. <laughs> well, I hope you know. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, mean yeah, I, I mean, we're, I get it. we're I mean, also yeah, watching right, the game, right, but I'm like, but, like what's going to happen? happen? Like, it, yeah. sorry to disappoint you all. Like, ain't anything going to happen with that? So, but like, no, oh, but, I it, know, but, it, but it is. It's it's because I grew up on that being a North NPCC guy. Like, you did not lose to McCook. Right. You just you don't lose to McCook. Like you yeah. don't like that's, that's it's like it's like the Duke, Duke North Carolina stuff. You don't Duke doesn't lose like Duke guys. We don't lose North Carolina. North Carolina we don't lose to like it's just how it is. It just doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it like this. And now my mentality is that way now with North Platte. Like hey, we don't lose North Platte. Can't lose to them. You exactly. Know? And now I will say we're three and three, so we're even now. So next year is going to be the grudge match. You know to yes. to see which way the uh, tides are going to swing. But yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, first time ever ever playing them at at, at home at home in McCook. Yeah, Coach O'Connor whooped us up pretty bad. I feel like, so for me, like if we lose to North Platte or whatever, I don't want to talk to anybody the next day because they're like, somebody always got, they always have something to say. <laughs> and I'm like, get away. But whatever. It's yeah. And, 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 and to me, honestly, the, 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 the I guess I hear the, the, the student against the teacher type deal and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, I get it. And I'm like, and, it, and I heard that a bunch. Uh, my first year, and, and again, like I understand that, but I would try to tell people, hey, this is our teams. Like it's not about, and only, they, like as long as Coach O'Connor's there at North Platte, and as long as I'm here at McCook, I'm never gonna make it about. And I know he's the same way. This isn't about me and him. It's about oh, yeah, no. North Platte, yeah. and McCook. But like you're right, like we lose to North Platte. And I hear about oh, Coach, you know, like, right, or we right. beat them. Hey, I bet it felt pretty good. I'm like, it feels pretty good to beat anybody, you know. Yeah. Especially with this, how this year went, you know, <laughs> with how many wins we got. I'm like, at this point, it feels good to beat anybody right now. So yeah. Okay, so do you feel like since you do you still talk to OC? Yeah, every day, almost um, every almost every day. So, do you think he's changed at all in his coaching style, or has he remained pretty much the same? You know, coach is always going to be a coach, um, and so I think from a personality standpoint, I think he's pretty much the same. Um, now, I will say, I think every coach is like this, like especially older coaches, like how they coached probably twenty years ago is probably a little bit different than how they coach now. And you have, and you have to, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. So all coaches change to to adapt to the times and adapt to how players are, and but players have to adapt to their coaches too. And so, to me, he's still coach, and will always be coach. And so when we have our conversations with it, it's always it's always the same, and I don't feel any any different with with how things are. Okay, so everyone has their own opinion of OC. I I personally, <laughs> I I mean, I'm nothing but grateful for him because he was a huge part of how I even got this job. Yep. Um, cause I know that he, he was, he reached out to me as like, Hey, you need to apply for this. And he, he was super helpful. Um, and we also now were on some committees together. So we, we get to work a lot with each other, but going back to when you played there, um, teen years ago, you're not that old, but right. what is old. your most like fondest memory of coach O'Connor? My fondest memory of coach O'Connor. Um, wait, wait, wait okay. Take this back. I'm going to ask you a few questions about OC. Okay. What was what is something that you took from OC that you still like? I think, I think that work ethic, I think yeah. that just that, um, 
I, I hate to use the word dog, you know, like, but like that kind of mentality, like just attacking, attacking stuff. Like soft players don't last with coach O'Connor. They just, they just don't, you know, and I've always respected him for that and how he's, how he's carried himself. But I mean, there's, 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 there's two types of players that make it through coach O'Connor, the ones that absolutely hate him and the ones that absolutely love him. You're going to do one, of the, you're going to do one or the other. You're, you're, there's no in between there. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the times it's the ones that, that hate him are the ones that, can't can't really look themselves in the mirror and be like, hey, he was right. Because looking back now, and I, and I again, I went through it. I did mean, he make it, you run like? Did you have to like play defense when you played for OC? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And, and sure. coming from a high school, I didn't do that. So I mean, it was completely different. Completely <laughs> different going to college. Um, and so it was one of those deals where like he he demanded your he demanded your best. He demanded your best every day. And it was if you didn't give it to him, you, you knew about it. And so um, it was it, he he was tough, but is. I know all my class that that played with them. We still talk. We still talk to each other, and it's it's all love for OC. And it's it's fun to see the alumni too, uh, the NPCC alum, and, and talking with them and, and sharing stories. And it's there's there's so many people that love that guy, and and I'm definitely one of them. Um, but just my work ethic and just how you get stuff done, you know, like it's 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 hard to explain. But there's just a certain way to do things, and and you just you you knew how to do it. Uh, um. What with OC, like, is there a memory that, you know, you're not going to like throw them under the bus or anything? Um, <laughs> I don't, my players try to do this to me. I was like, yeah. reel it up. Yeah. You don't know who's listening. No doubt. Um, that <laughs> like you look back now and you're like, oh my, no, I get this it. Guy, no, I get it. And, I get what he was doing. Yeah. And me and you were kind of talking about it earlier. Like, so Coach O'Connor's biggest, and we'd always make fun of what he, what he kind of says. And, and now obviously I know my players do it to me too. Like coaches always have their, their little quirks. Oh, yeah. And so his deal is always soft. Like his, the, you can't be soft. He'd call you a marshmallow, Pillsbury Doughboy, you know, uh, Charmin soft, you know, and things like that. And so one thing he was always like, I'm going to get you guys, you know, with some other words in there, pink dresses to wear, to wear the game. That's how you play it, soft. <laughs> soft, playing soft. And so we're like, oh, okay, coach, you know. And it was, I think it was the practice the day before a game. And we'd not have a very good practice. Didn't have a good practice at all. And so we're on the way out. And I can't remember where we're going, but we're on the way out of town. We stop at Walmart. We never stop at Walmart. Like, this is, this is like a weird, like, why are, why are we here? And coach is the only one that gets off the bus. And we're like, he's getting us pink dresses. Like, he's going to get, and like, so like, not really freaking out, but we're all like, dude, like, what are we doing? Like, we're about ready to have a mutiny. You know what I mean? Like, right. this is, you know, this is, well, you know, like that type of stuff. And he comes back on with a case of Coke. I'm like, oh, he's just getting his coke. Because that's the other OC story. You always knew what kind of mood he was going to be in, whether or not he had a coke in his hand or not. Oh my if, he had, if, he had, if he had a coke in his hand, he's all jacked up on caffeine. Um, you, better, you better be ready to go. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Um, okay. Just a few random questions. Oh, no. Actually, let's go before I go into these. Um, what's like your funniest memory being a head coach? Or like just like an incident that happened. You, you know, in the moment, you're like, what just happened? Oh, man. Since you've been a head coach. So in two years. Span. Yeah, right. Two years. Yeah. Like a lot of memories to go through. I, the, the, so the funniest funniest moment? Yeah. Gosh, I'm trying to think. I mean, my players would be better at this than I. I don't think I do really anything, like, I guess, funny. Um, oh, yeah. And like, I'll like, say something, and they're like, oh, that one time I was like, you guys are making fun of me? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I know, thought right? I was being so, really tough. I guess, I guess from what I – a little bit, my, my foot stomp, I've kind of been known for my foot stomp. I'm, oh. I'm a foot stomper. And that's why last year I started wearing tennis shoes. Um, 
because Did I st- you hurt your back. Uh, no, my foot, <laughs> my foot. You try stomping in, in dress shoes. Like there's no, there's no cushion down there. So after you do it a couple times a game, it starts to hurt your heel. Oh and I know, uh, I know, that's when you know you're getting Yeah, I know, old. right? And so I yeah. started wearing tennis shoes because one, one, I liked the look, but two, I, my feet were so much better after that. So, um, I know Damian Bowles' grandmother would always comment on my foot stomp. She always says I'm dancing out there. And so, like, yeah, so me throwing tipper tantrums on the sideline, foot stomping is probably, I guess, like, I guess we're talking about cleaning up. But I guess when someone's grandma mentions my foot stomping, it's probably yeah. like, all right. See, and this is why people that. come watch. I guess. Yeah. I've been known to throw a basketball or two at practice, but, like, not very many. But um, it's, the, it's those moments, like, when you throw a basketball or whatever, right. and you're, like, in your mind, right before you do it, you're like, I hope I don't mess this up. Right. <laughs> yep. like, I've no done doubt. that before. Like I kicked a ball and I'm like, if I miss this ball and I hurt myself. So my, not in my point. younger, in my across. younger days when I was coaching the JV, um, I was a lot more fire than I am now. Like you like, oh, yeah. when you're of, younger, you're like, yeah, right. Kind of crazy. Don't know anything. And so I'm coaching the JV team and I broke my foot that year too. Um, and so stomping. I'm, no, not okay. stomping. Okay. I know. Right. Like that'd be an even better <laughs> story. No, I was actually playing old man's old man's pickup basketball at, at North Platte back on Christmas break. Oh my god. Yeah. And broke, broke Jones fracture, broke, broke my foot. And so come back, I got this boot on and we're at 6am morning JV practice. And I, obviously I'm trying to prove a point. So I'm mad. And so I go to kick a kick this ball and I got my boot on. Right. And so can't really play it with the boot on too well. So I kick this ball with my opposite foot. My boot goes out from <gasps> underneath me. I fall down, slip guys are laughing at me. Then I make one of our players go get the basketball and bring it back to me. So yeah, my younger days, I was a lot more wilder. Oh, so I probably got more funny assistant coach stories than I do as a head coach. As a head coach. Okay. What's your biggest pet peeve as a coach? Oh, as a coach, being on time mm. stuff drives me crazy. Yeah. And our guys know that too. Um, I think this, the, the punction out. Oh, oh ooh. like if we, if we're leaving at five for a trip, like showing up at four fifty, even if you have all your stuff ready to go and get on the bus at four fifty, drives me crazy. Like if we're leaving at five I th- to me, and this is, this was always like engraved and this is another OC deal. Like if you're leaving at five, like, you know, you're actually leaving at four forty-five. Yeah. you know, same thing with practice. Like, and now I understand classes go, but I really don't understand class. I'm the worst. Like, I'm just going to, like, I'm just going to tell you, I'm the worst because, like, I was so over the top. That's my personality. If you really know me, I'll prove points to people where I can be really over the top. Um, and so we would have practice at the end at 4. I'd have class at 3 to 3.50. I would show up to class fully dressed for practice, basketball shoes on, ankle braces on, full practice gear on, sit in my class, and then walk over to, walk over to practice already dressed and get going. And so, like, when guys have class, like, at 2 till, like, 2.15 and we have practice at 2.30, like, I'm like, hey, I, I went to class dressed. So, like, why can't you go to yeah. class dressed? Like, coach, like I, I understand that now. Like, not everybody's going to do that or wants to do that, nor they should. But, like, that's what I did. So, I'm like, why can't you do that? Right. And I, so, I'm the same way. Yeah. I do the same thing. I mean, thing. so being, like, if we got practice at, at 2.30 and you don't have class and you're showing up ready for practice at 2.10 or, or 2.15, 2.20, like, it ain't going to work. And I, t- I tell our guys this. I tell recruits this, too. I had never in, in, in my, in my, how long have I been in college coach? 10 or 12 years, something like that. In my 10 or 12 years of being a college coach, like I have never seen one guy, thanks 12 years, one guy that's come to practice like 15 minutes before when they had nothing going on, ever have a good practice. It just doesn't happen. You're not ready. Like you're, because obviously you're doing something, probably sleeping, you know, or, or whatever, like you, your mind's not ready to go. And so if you got time, you, you get your butt over there. Like, oh, the, the punctuality, mean that missing a meeting. Oh, that's another thing too. Like if you got if you got a meeting with a professor at eight o'clock and you don't show up, like, oh, or got a meeting with me and you don't show up, oh, 
the 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 tardiness right. just drives me crazy. Especially when I see you walking around walking over campus and the slow walk. I hate slow walkers too. I got a lot of pet peeves. Um, we, just we, in my life, I have a lot of pet peeves. Maybe maybe we could come back with another episode called oh Brandel's pet peeves. Brandel's rants. Like, yeah. Because I <laughs> Brandel's there is, pet there's, there's there's pet peeves. Oh my goodness! Like there was a pet peeve that just happened to me the other day. So someone like so you you're, you're like this right, and so you got somebody directly in front of you Walking. to cross. No driving. Oh okay. And it's okay. A cross cross highway right. And you got your turn signal on to go left, and they're like, it looks like they're going straight. So you're you're waiting for them to go right, and they're right. just staring at you. Yeah. You're staring at you. I'm yeah, because like, they're supposed to go straight. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, well, I'm like, if we're not gonna go, I'm just gonna go. So I go, and then they turn, oh. and then they turn the other way. You know what I'm saying? Like without a turn, turn your turn signal on. Don't sit there and stare at me with yeah, your turn yeah. signal on. Yeah, oh. especially in McCook. How am I supposed to know? Yeah. You know. Rants, tangents. Oh my God. Okay. Um, okay. If you weren't a coach, what would you be? Male model. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Did you say um, a male I model? Did. I said a male model. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, I always wanted to be an actor growing up. I can um, see that. I, I was. And I was never in theater, though, or one act. My mom still hates me for not being a one actor. But you were in like show that. choir. For like a year. Okay. In junior high, eighth grade. And then I got out. Are I was in the sure? band. Yeah, I was in the band. Okay. I was in the band. I was a trumpeteer. I a trumpeteer. Yeah, I played the trumpet. I was wow, pretty good, too. Look at I know. You. Okay. Um, honestly, like just because this is who I am in my life now, a professional strong man. Okay. I could see that. Yeah, right? For sure. Yeah. My yeah. players would completely agree with that too. Professional yeah. strong man. Okay. Um, what do you think the difference is between coaching females and males? I mean, because there's days where I'm like, oh, my, yeah. can't you guys just act more like men? And yep. But then I'm like, ooh, I don't know. I, that, see, that's tough because I've never coached girls. Mm-hmm. I've never coached girls. Um, we should I have, switch for a day. I have friends that have. Um and so I, the biggest thing that they've said I, that they like about coaching girls, especially at the high school level, is how well they listen to you. From what I and you may tell me completely wrong too, but like, yeah, they they they've all said that it's easier to coach girls because they're more apt to just do what you want them to do. Guys might question a little bit more. Um, and I like I said, I don't know if that's true or not because I've never coached girls. Well, my um, if it's a male, you know, I've done, I've done, uh, I've done camps where where I've had girls in camps, and that's completely true. Like I tell a girl to go do something in camp. She's easily going to do it where the guy is going to, like the little kid's going to like, you know, that's, that's boys, you know. Right. But yeah, so it's hard for me to answer that question because I, I don't know. I, I've yeah. never, I've never had the pleasure of, of coaching a female sport. We'll switch for a day. There you go. Um, ultimate dream team characteristics. Dream team characteristics. I guess, um, man, the it's hard to like, it's very vague, like togetherness, like close group. You know, like just, just that, that same goal, no egos. And that's tough. Like in man, I tell you what, and this, this isn't just cause I'm a junior college coach now, but I've always thought this junior college coaches have the hardest jobs in my mind, hardest jobs. You're the turnover of your teams always, you're always turnover. So it's hard to just imp- implement your system. Cause you're always reteaching it. You always got freshmen and sophomores for the most part, but everyone's got somewhere else to go. You know what I mean? They're like, so trying to get a group to really buy into the fact that a team rather than, Hey, I gotta get recruited. I gotta get my numbers because you have to have some sort of selfishness to get through junior college. Cause you gotta get out of there. Right. And so having a team completely buy into like, Hey, it's, it's us. If, if Jackie moon over here, you know, plays well, then, you know, then I can, then I can get my stuff too, you right. know? And so I need him. I need Jackie. I need Jackie so I can play well. Right. Um, and so a team that truly buys into that, and then just that, that, oh, that just 
people out there, I think, know what I'm talking about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just getting that, getting that dog in you and, and that fight, um, toughness is, is huge with me. Have you had someone that you worked with that made you just a different and better person? These are tough questions. I mean, I'm sure I have. Um, I've worked with somebody. Yeah, like somebody that you – and, like, it could just be one instance where it's like, I need to be better. You know, job. like, I will say this. Um, my assistant coach is phenomenal. Um, Dwight Smith is is great. We're going to have Dwight on here one yeah, day. He you, doesn't and, know it yet, and but you need he to, will be. And you need to. Um, you know, just talking with him, just talking with him and, and, and just different life circumstances and stuff like that and having – having real conversations and that's the deal too now is everyone's afraid to have a real conversation no one wants to sit down and you know face to face with somebody look each other in the eye and and have an, an honest conversation about what 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 something's going on everyone shies away from that and me and him have had some pretty serious conversations i, I haven't been able to have with a lot of people and it was especially with everything going on in the world and how different our backgrounds are it's it's been good for me um and just hearing his insight on stuff as a player because the one thing as a coach that I try to really, I guess, instill into my coaching is not forgetting what it's like to be a player. Like you, you made the joke that I'm not that old, and I'm not. I'm not, not that old. I still remember what it was like as a player and what coaches did. That I was like, man, this guy. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. I don't want to take the fun. Now, fun's a loose word though too, um, but I don't want to take that. I said enjoyment is a better word for it. I don't want to take that enjoyment away from 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 players by just doing nonsense. Because as coaches, we can just try. Well, it's gonna be a toughness day, you know, and like. It's got to have some rhyme or reason to it. Right. You know what I'm saying there? And so as a coach, I try to really instill that with me. And, we, and we've talked about his experiences because he's played from some crazy men too, um, as have I. And, and so trying to just, hey, what does this look like uh, for the best experience for our guys, best experience for our students, and so that they can get out of here. Okay. I like it. I need, yeah. No. Dwight's coming on. Dwight needs to come on. Maybe just yep. for Dwight, if you're listening, we need to make a date. Oh, it'll happen. Um, Luckily, I'm his boss, so I can kind of tell him what his schedule is. You just tell him what to do. Like, you need to get this done today. It's your community service. What is, uh, you work here at McCook Community College. I think it's like the greatest place on earth. Everyone, you know, everyone has their own thoughts. MCC's first choice, right, Kelly? That's, oh, look at you. You are good. You're good. That's probably a good bonus coming your way. (laughs) Hey, I didn't say it. (laughs) I know. know. Um, What is like, what's your favorite thing working here? Or like, what's something that's like, if you were to ever go somewhere else, which you know, you never know, mm-hmm. what is going to be something that you're going to miss? You know, I, I think the people. I'm big on relationships, um, and you know, getting to know everybody here within the community and then at, at the school, um, because everyone needs something from everybody, you know. And I so, um, that's not meant to say in a bad word. Like it just it is what it is. Like we all work closely together. That you know, people in the business office. I'm, I'm not a favor, but I need them to, to give me information. They need information for me. So we have to have a good working environment there, right? right. If they hate me, it's not going to work. If I hate them, it's not going to work. And so I think the relationships, like it, I haven't, I guess I know, haven't noticed very much animosity towards anybody there on campus. Usually problems get solved pretty easy. Um, there's all, usually open dialogue with stuff and that's not the cases everywhere you go, you know? Right. Um, there's always some sort of conflict, and I feel like all of our stuff has been pretty good. It really has. At least I haven't felt it. So um, the relationships, I think there's just – I truly believe this. There's good people at McCook Community College. There really is, and that's from the that's from the faculty, staff, administration, everybody, the co- other coaches. Like I, I can't remember one instance where I've had a run-in with a coach this year or, yeah. not, or last year, my first year, right. not one. You know, that's not the case. Like that happens. Gym time, things like that. Think about that. Like, you, I mean, you've been in other spots too. Like – you go to scheduled gyms like that can get pretty 
you know, pretty messy at times too, because everyone's trying to look out for their program and as well they should. We haven't had that issue. We just haven't. Like I haven't I haven't ever came away feeling man, like Coop's like what's she doing? Like that's that's like wait wait, she doesn't need to do that at this time. Like, what's she doing with the gym? You know, I'm just like, whatever, like volleyball's got this, we're here, all good. Right. It hasn't been that issue. But we haven't no one no one in our meetings um has ever made it about like that. So yeah, no, I think the relationship's been agree. good. Yeah. Great relationships with McCook. Okay, we're gonna wrap up. Do you have anything else that like you just need to get off your chest, TED, TED talk. To our <laughs> get listeners. off my chest, like the pet peeve stuff. Yeah. No, I don't. I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I feel I don't, like he has so much more. Not. Yeah, you can. So like I said, I let my personality kind of come out and some of this stuff too. I think people, like Brandel's really uptight. It's like he's an angry elf. Like I can be. Yes, I can be. So. Oh, and you didn't even get into your weight room pet peeve talks. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> Clean up the weight room, like putting dumbbells Rack away, racking stuff. Oh, and I'm not even like even with the bent. Sorry, sorry, listeners. But even with the benches, like you don't have to put the benches back in the racks. Just you know, line them all up. Yeah, instead of know. like put them all over. So hopefully, <laughs> athletes, I'm telling you, like if you see me in in the weight room cleaning stuff and putting things away, like that, I'm I'm o- I'm OCD about that stuff. Very OCD. I also think that it should be a a law that in order to get gym membership, you have to take a class. That, take a class on how to put weights away. Oh, that that just, is that's that, that that and etiquette, that and, and gym etiquette. But and the stuff thing like about that. it, like we we joke about this all the time, like. When people leave their weights on the bar, mm-hmm. it's not, it, it was not a female. I'll tell you that right now. Because right. I'm like, I can't even get this freaking plate off of here. And so I'll be like, Brandel, <laughs> was this you? <laughs> nope. I, I rack. I always oh, rack it just my drives weights. Me I know. Up the wall too, I know. But, I know. I um, okay. So to finish up, I'm going to ask you a few questions. Okay. Which we talked about this before. And I guess I never knew this because you always have a coffee cup in hand. So now I'm really confused. Yeah. What's your favorite? caffeinated beverage of choice but since you don't drink caffeine, i don't drink caffeine i, I so odd yeah i don't drink caffeine in the like, form of i don't drink i don't drink coffee now i'll have a i'll have a good old can of soda pop every once in a while now i gave it up for lint so i don't sorry. I know. soda pop soda pop okay continue like coca-cola sprite you know soda pop wait so like do you drink all those random kinds yeah now now i i, I gave it up for lint right now so i haven't been drinking it right. um but yeah coke coke in a can that's the number one deal right there. So, so technically, that's caffeine. So, like, everyone thinks of caffeine, they think of like coffee. I don't drink coffee, so my caffeine comes from the form of. This sounds really bad, but pre-workout, you know, and oh yeah, and uh, well, who doesn't? And, and Coke. So, my favorite caffeine drink would probably be a good can of Coke. Do you like dry scoop it like they do? No, like I'm not that TikToks? crazy. No, okay. I'm not that crazy. I've I tried tr- that. I've I tried, tried that, that before. And I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Now, I will say, like, the most intense I've ever been is when I've dry scooped it. But I'd prefer to drink it with water because I like to sip on mine, though. I don't like to just – I'm not just a, Chug a chugger before, too. Yeah. Like, I'll sip on it through my workout as well, so. Um, this is so random. I'm going back, and then we're going to come back to the end. I want your thoughts on – this happens every year because St. Pat's just won a national state title. National state title? What? Or oh, a Nebraska yeah. state title? <clears throat> yeah. I'd be and sweet the, if they won a national state title. Probably should. This. A Nebraska state title. So St. Pat's, North Platte won this and then like i don't know there's like on twitter it was like this big thing and this is so random just completely off topic do catholic schools oh my goodness i knew you were gonna come with that I too because I, I just want you to get me in trouble no i'm not i just want your input on do catholic schools continue recruit correct i mean yeah i think some do but every school does like you look at i mean and this doesn't throw shade at anybody omaha's got open enrollment like you're telling me like Omaha kids, they'll they'll be at three different high schools. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, it happens. I so like to say Catholic schools are out there recruiting now. Does North Platte St. Pat's recruit North Platte people? Like when I was there, no. 
In fact, it was the opposite. I, I, Do you I think was, they are now? I was getting recruited to go to North Platte High. Um, now, I don't think so because enrollment's going down. Right. Like St. Pat's enrollment has gone from when I was there, a healthy C2 school, to now we're one of the lowest D1 schools there is. So if they're recruiting, we got to get a better recruiter. Um, <laughs> so if they St. Pat's people, so if you need a recruiter there, hit me up. I'll get your numbers up. Um, <laughs> but like, so I think in the smaller towns, no, I really don't think it's happening. A lot of it's families, you know. Um, now, winning helps too. Mm-hmm. So I think some families might see that it's winning games and tradition and things like that. And they send their kids there. Um, and so I know the education is good. Not saying public education is any, any worse. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. Um, but the fact that to say all just parochial schools are, are recruiting. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but I'm not saying it's just every one of them are, are either because I know some stories out there too. I know for a fact that I know public schools are doing it as well. So it is what it is. So. Okay, I just and with open thought. enrollment, it's always right. going to happen. So, yeah. Okay, good input. Good. Yeah. Input. Okay, now we're back um, <laughs> to the end. Okay, if you could pick any person in the world that's listening to this podcast and you could give them a shout-out, what would you say and who would it be to? Hmm. Anybody. Anybody. Well, I mean, I feel like we, we, we talked about him for like almost the entire first part of the episode. Coach OC, shout-out to you, man. If he's listening um, to if this. If you're listening to this. Uh, appreciate <laughs> you. Appreciate everything you've done for me in my life. Obviously, you're always going to be a big part of my, of my family. Hopefully, I'm, I'm in yours. I know I am. So, love you, Coach. Thanks for everything that you do. Oh, that's nice. And my that's wife, nice. Ashley, love you too, babe. There you go. Oh. See, you had to get that one in there too. Yeah. I feel like Ashley deserves that, especially since you didn't invite her to. Oh, wow. We're really going really to do this. So <laughs> She's going to be there this time. She is going to be there. I, we, she knows when it is. Yeah. If she doesn't, May 2nd. Um, athletic Banquet. Athletic Banquet. So, um, I got to say this story because this is like. Embarrassing. So first year head coach that hilarious. doesn't, know, what doesn't so, know what's going on. Uh first year head coach for me. I'm the only female head coach in McCook Community College. And my first year, Clay, my husband, didn't come. And I was so embarrassed. And like from then on out, I was like, because it's like we live in the middle and then he has to right. drive and all this nonsense. And I was the only coach there that didn't have a spouse. And I was like, people think he's imaginary. And so from here <laughs> on out, like I'm like, you were going. And he Last year at the athletic banquet, he's like, I don't want to. I'm like, no, you have to go. Like, everybody brings their spouse. Lo and behold, <laughs> Coach Brandle, first year coach, didn't invite her. Doesn't bring his wife. No, didn't invite her. She watched, <laughs> she watched, she watched the live stream at home. Even worse. <laughs> and I texted, I was, <laughs> oh, she was so mad. And rightfully so. I was, I'm such an idiot. I, I, I should have like, forewarned you, yeah. or I should have texted Ashley. I blame like, John. What are you wearing? I blame John. I blame John. Like that was. I mean, AD, come on, man, you gotta explain those rules. To me. Yeah, you gotta make sure that. Okay. Yeah, bring the whole family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in in like so, and then Coach Pritchett, he'll bring his whole family right. with all of his kids, and um, his kids are angels. Oh yeah. And I will never yeah. ever bring my yeah. children unless they're older, <laughs> and I'm like they will ruin any kind of public moment, but. Okay, sorry. Um, what book are you currently reading? Or if you're not reading, what's your favorite book? So I'm terrible. Again, I'm so I'm so bad. Like, I'm terrible. So I want again, I want again to read. I've never been a, a big hefty reader, but, like, there's a lot of stuff you can come out, like, take away from it. And so I have, this, I have this philosophy book, and it's based on philosophy and basketball and how that relates to each other and correlates. Haven't opened it yet. I've been I've been meaning to open it for two years. It's on my desk right now, and like sounds good. I, I, it should be good. Like I mean, I've heard great reviews, and from everything that I can tell by the first cover, like you know, it's supposed to be a really good one. So currently reading that. I say reading very loosely because I've been trying to read it for two years now and just haven't really pulled the plug to open it. So that's my goal. Okay, I'm gonna hold you to it. There you go. What are you currently watching? 
I don't like TV series either. What? Um, I, I'm a movie guy. I have to know how it ends. I can't. I can't do it. You can't, can't wait for the next. I can't season. wait. So like, I can't do it. Um, so I guess series that I kind of am watching right now is uh, I guess Peaky Blinders a little bit on Netflix there. Okay. Um, it's kind of like that gangster type area there in London. Um, and so that's not bad. I'm on season three right now. Um, there's six seasons of that. So I'm like, we'll see if I got out. Yellowstone though, I did watch all Yellowstone and absolutely loved Yellowstone. That was right up my alley. So I, I did like that. So yeah. I need to. I haven't watched that. You yet. haven't watched Yellowstone? No, really? Because I don't have it. What do you mean you don't have it? Like I don't have. The access. Oh, you don't have like oh, gotcha. Like Peacock or whatever gotcha. everyone watches it on. I don't know. What I watch it on? Was it Peacock? I don't know. I, I need to watch that. I need to watch it. You can always just go out and just go old fashioned way and buy the DVDs, buy the seasons. Could do that. Then you have them forever. I do that with Friday Night Lights. Do you have a DVD player? I do have a DVD player. Yeah, I know, right? Like I know, like we're in this age. And I won't ever give it up either. I get the age of it will just stream everything. Nah, yeah. like, like I still have an Xbox. But Xbox Three is how old I am. To Xbox Three Sixty, that I never play. I don't play video games anymore. Chloe has one too. Yeah, we, just, I, we just move it from house use, to house. I know. And the same way with me because I can't find myself to get rid of it. I have no video games though. I just have the Xbox. But I use that to play DVDs every once in a while too. Oh my goodness. Because we used to have the DVD player in the bedroom and then right, the, with Xbox, the yeah, Xbox downstairs to be able to watch. That's how Chloe, yeah. yeah so. <laughs> What's your biggest social media platform? Probably Twitter. Um, yeah, I it, need to get, I'm and it's, oh, I hate it. And that's just where recruiting is now is for men, for men. Like, it's so crazy. Men's basketball. Like is, you is, could tweet like straight Twitter six to whatever. I don't yeah. know what you guys do. I know the direct terms. messages or whatever. Yeah. I know. You, Hashtag Juco people. product. And he's yeah, got there he five division one schools looking at him. And so, I mean, I'm on, I'm on all the platforms cause we kind of have to be, but probably Twitter's the one I'm, I guess I'm on the most. Mm-hmm. No, I don't tweet anything really. I'm not, a, I'm not an influencer by any means. I am on Instagram, but I don't ever post anything on Instagram either. So, like, I don't even know why I'm on there. But, like, again, I'll, you'd be amazed with how many players hit you up on, on Instagram as well. Like, hey, coach, like, here's my film. And it's like, okay. Like, that's just the world we're living in now is social media world. But Twitter's probably the biggest one. Did you have a MySpace account? I did growing up. I did. MySpace, that was great. I can't yeah. remember. Remember uh, with MySpace, too, you could have the song. Like, I know. That's literally, uh, but yeah, like, it was my next question. Was yeah. what song it was? Yeah, what song? Do you oh, remember? I don't remember what song. I don't remember. That was a long time ago. Oh, shoot. I couldn't even tell you. It was probably some something stupid, though. Like Probably like Cyclone or something like that. <laughs> she moves her by like a cyclone. Like that yeah. one, you know what I'm talking about there? I'm pretty sure. I'm almost positive I had that out there on there at some point. Okay, last question. What was what's your favorite podcast? My favorite podcast is obviously Profession Confessions. Oh, oh, good. You know what I'm good. saying there. There's yeah. a plug. There you go, Amy. Good job. Hopefully, Amy listens to this. Yeah. And she can, so, career services, Profession Confessions. We talk about all sorts of the stuff. We even too, talk so. about this. Like, do you do have another job? At I do the have college? another job at college. Yeah. Yep. So you are. Yeah. What's your exact title? Career coach. I'm Co- a career coach. Yeah. Not even a career area coach anymore. I'm just a career coach. Yeah. yeah. And our offices are right next to each right other. next to each yeah. other. Um, you're a career coach. I'm a successor. Yeah. But in all seriousness, no, I mean, probably Shaw, Shaw, Shaw Strength. Uh, Brian Shaw has a podcast. Okay. Great stuff. Like, again. What's it called? Shell Strength? Shaw. Shaw. Shaw Strength. Okay. So Brian Shaw podcast, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's a he's a strong man, four times, world's strongest man. He's won a bunch of stuff. I met, actually got a chance to meet him in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. Kind of like my hero type deal. Like, yeah. he is on, like, he is like, if you want to tell you about strong, this is like, again, let's tell you how I am. I'm a professional strong man. Um, he is like considered one, if not the greatest strongman of all time. Um, and we got to meet him in Sioux Falls and take a picture with him. It was, I mean, he, a massive giant, giant of a man. And he used to be a basketball player, he actually played basketball, college basketball at Black Hill State. Um, 
at, out there in Spearfish. So I got to talk to them a little bit about that because I was in Mitchell, South Dakota at that time too. So, and they were in the eye, so they used to play Dakota Wesleyan. So I got to talk to him about that. But huge man, six eight, four hundred pounds, just ginormous of a guy. Big old meat claws, like oh, it was great. I've learned so much about you. I know, right? So I need to watch the film later today, where you propose to Ashley. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was like, film. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> the pause. Yeah, I've, I've just I I've learned. Ter- so I have much. a terrible memory too, and my wife will tell you that too. Worst oh, memory that's ever. Great. That's why I have to write everything down. Um, well, thank you, Brandel, for doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll probably be back on because I don't have that many friends. Oh, there you go. So I like it. Um, well, until next time, thank you for listening to Coaching Caffeine and Comedy with me, your coach, Haley Kobza. Good work. There you go. Oh my God. That was fun. <laughs>